Hi, welcome to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, and today we have on Miranda O. She is the author of a number of books, but her most recent is Chin Up, Tits Out, which I'm sure a lot of us women can refer to the, the title, uh, relate to the title. How are you, Miranda? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. So how did that title, where did you come up with chin up, tits out? <laughs> well, think of it as a mantra, like fake it till you make it. You got to stand up tall with your head held high, your shoulders back and look confident, even though the inside doesn't really match the outside. And that mantra started off with like, chin up chest out when I was a kid and then when I turned into like a bratty little teenager with attitude um I was kind of bucking for a compliment and I I knew that I looked good and I knew that I was prepared for this presentation that I had and you know I just I wanted my mom to validate that feeling and she just spit it out at me and we were both like oh that's good and um it kind of stuck at home yeah. now fast forward like 10 years from that moment to the time I wrote my book, when I got it back from the editor, I had no idea what I wanted to title the series. So when I was reading through everything, chin up, tits out, just kept popping up that the main character would coach herself through tough times to just do that. No matter what was going on on the outside, that was that little internal voice. And, um, so it, it stuck. And I'm like, you know what, from to, a marketing are, is your view, goal to speak to women more than men? I would say my goal is to speak to everybody, but mm -hmm. the content that I create is more relatable to women. So, um, when I do speak to men about the book, because they see tits and they're like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, I said, like, if you want to know what goes on in the mind of a woman, pick up these books and you're going to see, there's a lot more in reality that goes on in between our ears than what we actually, what we see on the surface. And so that's, that's kind of what I pride myself to, to, to share is that there, there is, we are ducks sitting on water. You know, we sit very still and very calm, but underneath that water, our legs are going a mile a minute. And so are the, you know, the little monkey brains inside of us telling us what we got to do, what we didn't do or all that extra stuff. So what, what is uh, some of the big kind of lessons learned that people will capture from reading these books? Oh, well, you know what? There are a lot of golden nuggets dropped in there. And um, I think when you get to the third and final installment, it's called Just Breathe, Chin Up, Tits Out, you are going to come full circle with self-love and self-respect over everything. You cannot be in a successful relationship unless you have those as a foundation. There is going to be um, going out and having fun and pushing those boundaries and figuring out what you like as a human. As a young 20-something-year-old, I only knew what I had growing up. There's a movie, I think it's called Run, I think it's Runaway Bride, where um, Julia Roberts liked the type of eggs that all of her boyfriends had. And it was at the end of the movie, it was like, you got to figure out what type of eggs you like. 
And so that was kind that was a little golden nugget that I threw in there is like, you got, you got to figure out what kind of eggs you like. If you only grew up with scrambled eggs at home, how do you know hard boiled eggs aren't good or basted eggs or poached eggs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a very like simplified version of that idea, but for everything that goes for everything, you got to test it out, try it out. And along the way, you're going to figure out a lot of what you don't like. And that still is working towards reaching that goal of what you want in life. It's figuring mm-hmm. out what you don't like to curve towards the things that you do like. Um, and, and, and holding yourself accountable to certain things that you want. So I'm a firm believer in that you are what you are attract. And so if you are somebody who doesn't love yourself, who will put yourself last because you don't want to deal with the stuff that you, uh, that you have in your life, that you're just going to create and cause and attract more drama and chaos and trauma and negativity. But if you really work on yourself and really throw that positivity out there, guaranteed you're going to start to see more positivity come back to your life. And that was through a lot of self-discovery and self-reflection from me. I did it for well, first year, book was six years ago. So six, this has been a six year journey and I'm continuing to challenge myself with every new phase and every new chapter. Life happens. It's, it's a daily job that you have to keep yourself in front of, of, of everything in order to take care of everything else you got going on in life. So are the books around a character, are they fiction or nonfiction? They are fiction, but they are based on things that I went through. So I went through a wild ride in my twenties and I mean, who doesn't, but, uh, and like the wild ride could equate to anything. Right. But I was living in Africa. I was going through immigration. There was some really crappy racial stuff that I went through. Um, then some really bad medical things that I went through and, through that, I just kept pouring myself into everybody else's problems, except for my own. And then I found myself in a pretty dark place in a pretty dark hole. And that was when I started to write my books going, okay, I got to reflect and get out of this. And, and I finally did, which was lovely. So it is a fictional book. It follows a young woman named Hadley and, um, hopefully you'll, you'll really enjoy that kind of that page turner. Cause you're going to be right there with her in, excuse me, in her brain, seeing what she's seen, feeling what she's feeling and, and going through what she's going through. And, um, so you walk through, you walk through the, all, the immigration Africa, though, the health problems you're in there with her feeling all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And this was from your twenties and this is your most recent book. So are you, you're continuing to write and is is it continuing to be about your life? Um, I want to say yes, but slightly no, that which Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. So my next series of books is called love my lady bits. So really sticking with you with that, like punch of a title. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was actually diagnosed with a couple of conditions called endometriosis and adenomyosis. And actually March is, um, endometriosis awareness month. So kind of wonderful that we get to talk about this, but, uh, when I was diagnosed with it, I felt very lost. 
um, you know, being told that you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life, that there's no cure, that it's going to get worse, and that most likely you're going to have infertility problems. Um, I was crushed. So I set out to interview 100 women from around the world. And, and I did, I accomplished that. I think I got from a couple different, a couple dozen different countries and all different races and religions and ages of women from like 18 to in well over their sixties. And I have compiled their stories and I've created fictional characters based on everybody else's stories and timelines and characteristics and attributes. And so I'm bringing Hadley into this next series because I, I hope that people who loved my first series will be drawn to my second series, but I don't want to leave them without a little Hadley. So Hadley's kind of directing everything, but you do meet and hear these other women's stories. And, That's and I so think cool. It's I love that. Yeah, wow. it, so, it, it's super cool. I'm excited so, to see how that turns out. <laughs> Wow. So all these women have the same medical condition that's called endometriosis. Yes. And you, but they all have different life stories about how, oh, it, yeah. And so totally. the book's actually about their lives, not so much the medical condition. It is not about the medical condition. I am by no means a medical professional or a or a terminology specialist. I am asking about their experiences and their feelings and the, the down and the dirty that they went through, but also the best moments of their life through that. Because a lot of time when you go through a really dark moment, there is an opportunity for you to come out on the opposite side of that and have a really bright moment. Mm -hmm. So we go through, mm -hmm. in our interviews, we went through all extremes. And so instead of you picking up the book and seeing anything to do with endometriosis, it's, it's not, it's really the story of these women and how resilient they are and, and what women really go through, whether or not you have endometriosis, you know, we all have had an embarrassing period story. <laughs> like at some point in our life, we all have had, so wouldn't it be nice if you could curl up with a glass of wine at the end of the week or during the weekend or on the beach or whatever and read about somebody else's story and go, my story wasn't that intense. So <laughs> I feel a little bit better about my moment now. You know, it's just accepting your mm -hmm. lady bits for what they are and what this life gave you. You get one set this, this life and I want to remove mine as soon as I can, but you get one set. So you might as well love them. Wow. Very cool. Where do people find the book? Amazon? Yeah. So I'm still writing the Love My Lady Bits book, but, uh -huh. uh, or yes, the books. Um, I, I had a kid about a year ago. You did have a baby. I was, so yeah. you have a baby. And yes, what, are you I one do. year old? I do. I, she's turning one in a couple of weeks. Congratulations. I know it's one now. You're probably like, well, it's like. Oh right no, in. that's okay. The fact yeah. that I was told that it may never happen. And then it happens like relatively with no stress involved, except for the stress I put on myself. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty healthy pregnancy, pretty happy delivery. And she's been outside of some boogers and snot for the last year. She's been pretty healthy and happy. And so the last year I've been really focused on trying to figure out how to be a mom, but then maintain that 
self-preservation and maintain that self. And it is a challenge. And then also write my book. And I recently went back to my corporate job. So I'm working and I'm also going to school and I'm writing and I'm, and I'm a mom. So there's a lot going on, but so you're really one of those super, super go-getters. How do you make it all work? Uh, time management and blocking things in my calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, it's three 30. I got, I got something right now. And then if at like, so it's, it's very, there's a lot of blocks of time. Wow. I'm really impressed. That's amazing. What is your vision for yourself? Do you want to like, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? I, you know what? I absolutely love my corporate job. It, it brings me a lot of passion. My teammates are fantastic. We have so much growth that we need to do in the next five years. So that's very much on my, my to-do list. Um, during my mat leave, I was always kind of talking to my coworkers like, Hey, do you need help? Like I I'm here. (laughs) Um, Mm. but then at the same time, I still want to continue to grow my, my, my books with business, my author business. And, um, so the love my lady bits will be three books. So my goal over the next five years is to at least get those three out. Um, I did a cover redesign on the last chin up tits out book. So edition, the second edition is coming out soon. So I'll be setting those books up as um, a box set. And then I'm also going to be working on turning my chin up tits out series into audiobooks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think I have a lot of animation in my voice and I have obviously a, a lot of passion for mm-hmm. my stories. So I think if I were to have, if I were to do my chin up tits out in audiobooks, it would be an absolute riot. Um, I think I would have as much fun doing it as people would receiving it and listening to it. So that's also on my to-do list. Well, well, I mean, yeah, that's definitely, you do have a great voice. Um, the, if, I feel like you are definitely going to make a name for yourself in the endometriosis community if you haven't already. I mean, is that something that you see? I, you know, I have been asked to speak at a couple of events. I mean, they have been virtual since it's been COVID the last couple of years Um, and and just speak to my experience and speak to why I'm choosing to write these books. And I would, I would love to continue to grow my presence in the endometriosis world. There are some remarkable women around the world that have done so much for the community that have put out petitions that have raised awareness way more (laughs) effort and time and blood sweat and tears than I have put in um and I support those women through and through as much as I can so I'm like let me get my childbearing days out of the way then I got to remove the parts because you know they're defective not defective because they do what they need to do but I just they're going to cause me problems long-term. So I want to remove them and then keep, keep going, keep going. Educate us a little bit for those of us that don't remember what I know we've heard of it as. Yeah, for sure. So basically endometriosis is where, um, okay, let's go back to like high school biology. When you ovulate, your uterus creates a lining to protect that egg. If it doesn't get fertilized, that lining sheds out, 
hence the period on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. Now those blood cells that protect the egg, those are called endometrial cells. And those cells for endometriosis show up outside of the uterus at some somewhere in the body, but we don't know why. So it can start within the reproductive organs, but then it can manifest and go anywhere. It can, and once it starts, it, it latches on, let's say it will latch onto your pelvic wall. It'll grow with your hormones every single month and it might spider web and keep like attach different organs to one another it'll cause lesions internal bleeding ovarian cysts are very much a symptom of that um so it's painful you get pain you get swelling you get bloating some people get nausea some people get food sensitivities I know women with stomas um, because they, they've just lo- lost that functionality or they've had to get part of that piece of their body removed because it's been so damaged by the endometrial cells. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know women who get endometrial cells in their cheeks during that their period. That is so crazy. It's, I can't even, I have no idea. No, I had no idea. That's what it was. Neither did I. And yeah. it wasn't until like, like I said, I am by no way a professional when it comes to this, but if somebody's like, Oh, I've experienced this. I'm like, you know what? I know somebody who experienced that. Let me go back to my notes and I'm going to link you up with them on social media. And maybe you two can talk about what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause nobody's no, no two people are the same, right? It's like, if I have a cocktail, you have a cocktail, it's the same cocktail, but it'll affect us differently, right? Because we're two very different people. That's, that's the way that this disease works. It, it doesn't work the same for two identical people. And there isn't a lot of education in the medical world that specifies around endometriosis, how to deal with it. Is it something that you basically like, how do you get diagnosed with it? Is there a definitive test or is it truly based on kind of pain? Well, see, some people will have like stage three, stage four and no pain and have no idea. And I had stage one and I was healed over in pain and I thought I had a high pain tolerance, but Um, the definitive diagnosis is typically from a laparoscopy surgery. So it's an exploratory surgery in your, in your abdomen. Mm -hmm. Um, they blow you up with gas, cut you up with a few little holes, stick some instruments, a camera, start to like, look around and they'll either cut it off, burn it off, or like scoop it out, depending on where it is, if they can see it. Now, it may be so far embedded in tissue that you may not be able to see it. So again, there's so many ways, like, like I can tell you, I went through probably 30 ultrasounds and not once did it identify endometriosis. Um, and then when I went into my laparoscopy surgery, my doctor found it and he's like, well, I cut it out here, here, and here. I'm like, awesome. So he showed me where that was relative in my body. And then we compared it to my pain points and it matched where. Wow. Wow. What a crazy story. I am so sorry you had to go through that, but at the same time, it's like you led you to where you are today. And like you said, right. Oh, for sure. And at least like, 
it's funny because everybody for first pregnancy, they're like, oh, well, you don't feel baby kick until whatever week. I think it was like three, four weeks prior to that. I'm like, oh no, I can feel it. So in all the drama, trauma and stress, I was able to read myself better, know myself better and learn how to stand up for myself better. Mm -hmm. So as much as it sucked, there was so much positive that came through Mm -hmm. it that it was worth it in my eyes. Cool. Well, amazing. I love the book. I love what you're doing. Chin Up, Tits Out by Miranda O. Definitely seems like a great read for any women um, that is going through a, a tough time in their 20s or dealing with something in their 20s, as well as that anyone that, you know, is a endometriosis uh, person dealing with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you have any problems with your lady bits, pick up the books. <laughs> and then, yeah, I know that's such a, a, little, a, a little much, more normal. It's, it's amazing that you're doing that because I think it is a lot of people don't want to talk about it. So I think that's a great line again, you know, if you have any problems with your lady bits, pick up the book, you'll feel a little better. Yeah, yeah. I want a book to make me feel good, but also engage me, you know, like something that I want to like read until 3am and or until the bath water gets cold. And so I, I'm, I'm really hoping like, again, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, you know, you're dealing with a lot of pain and hospitals and family drama and, and trauma. I mean, all of that is, is somehow connected to our lady bits. I mean, we have a womb of life as some people would say, and, and a lot of spirit from, from women come from that place in our bodies. And so everything that happens to us in our life can affect it. And, and that's definitely something that I learned in my interviews. And so it was like, okay, you got to really protect that space in your life medically or um, metaphorically and literally uh, in order to try to live a balanced and healthy life. Yeah. Good. Well said. Well, thank you so much, Miranda. People can find you um, on your website. Yep. Yep. www.mirandao.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for watching. For more, please visit www.monsummaternity.com.